I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the audio diary of a peculiar character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the companion site of A Peculiar Character at peculiarcharacter.com. With the last couple of beers I've made, I've been experimenting with shortening up my fermentation time. I believe it was the Experimental Brewing Podcast where I heard an offhand remark by either Drew Beecham or Denny Kahn, one of the two regular hosts, about how home brewers are more patient than they strictly need to be. The idea was that we often perhaps spend more time waiting for our beer to fully ferment out than is strictly necessary. If you're familiar with commercial breweries, they often turn beers around in a matter of days. Um, Typically, from what I understand in talking to brewers and listening to all the beer-related podcasts that I do, about 10 days to turn a batch around. That's pretty incredible considering that my usual fermentation regimen up to this point has been four weeks. That's roughly about a week in primary, two weeks in secondary, and then a week to chill and fully cold crash out. I decided with my mild that I was going to experiment. What if I shaved a week off? A week in primary, a week in secondary, and then a week conditioning and brightening up the beer to get it into a keg. As it turns out, I'm not sure I could tell the difference with that beer. I kind of wish that I had uh, two batches that I could allow one to go that extra week and, and compare them side to side, to be honest. I suspect I wouldn't be able to tell a difference. I'm sure I could do a triangle test like some of the podcasts that I enjoy do. That's where you have three servings of beer, each marked differently. Two are the same and one is different. The idea is that if there is a perceptible difference, you should be able to pick out the odd beer out, uh, ideally better than chance. The beer podcasters who do triangle tests and experiments like this, I think draw a little bit of criticism in terms of their methodology. I don't think the statistics behind it are the problem per se, or the perceptual test of a triangle of beer. I think what it boils down to is that their sample sizes are just, even with generous recruiting, honestly quite small. I think two dozen tasters from a local homebrew club might be suggestive of something, but it's far from definitive. Granted, I don't have uh, any sort of formal training in statistics, that's just my intuition about where there might be a legitimate question about the work that they do, I definitely wouldn't mind seeing them scale up. Also recognizing that the challenges in just recruiting enough people to do that and to participate and report reliably are considerable. Maybe the other basis on which people push back in some of the online forums and discussions that I've seen around these sorts of beer experiments is simply this notion of, look, if it works for you and you enjoy the results, then the science really doesn't matter one way or the other. It could tell you something 180 degrees opposite of what you're doing, but if the results speak very clearly, if you like the beer yourself, if the people you're sharing with it enjoy it, then just do that. Certainly if it makes things easier, and I think that might have been the context in which Denny and Drew brought up this notion of brewers being a bit more, homebrewers in particular, being a bit more patient than they really needed to be. They definitely espouse this attitude of, kind of addressing it and and critically thinking about the complexities that you might be bringing into your brewing process that you maybe don't need to bring into your brewing process. Admittedly, the complexities here are more time-related than effort. Still, with a, a new recipe or a refinement on one of my favorites, 
that extra week sometimes can be a little hard. I definitely want to get those beers into the keg sooner to start sampling uh, to confirm that they're evolved in the right direction or they came out in the way that I had hoped when I came up with a new recipe. Definitely to the point of being able to share them with other people that much sooner. My IPA this is the third batch that I've made of this beer over the past three years. I also decided to shave an extra week off. Uh, as I'm recording this, probably about a week before I release this, maybe two depending on some of the events that are coming up in the next couple of weeks and whether I'm going to do interleave some episodes based on those, well, that IPA will have gone into the keg. Again, tasting that fresh off the kegerator, I'm not sure that, to me, there's anything that I would attribute as uh, an off flavor or disappointment in terms of uh, a week less of conditioning in the fermenter. Quite the opposite, actually. My first impressions of the beer were that it came out fantastically well, at the risk of being somewhat immodest, I think one of the best beers that I've made. If there's anything I can attribute that to, I think it's just the last couple of years of practice, of really striving to learn more, to better understand my process, and putting the time in to just honestly get better at it. And if that's the case, then I look forward to confirming that over the next couple of batches, and certainly am more open-minded about if there are things that maybe I'm doing just out of force of habit and aren't genuinely contributing to the quality of the finished product, um, there may be some further simplification or expediting that I can do with my brewing, brewing process over the coming batches. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% recycled bits. Except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States license. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.